All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. to Oilers Nation Radio, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. One hour of straight hockey talk with Dan, Rick, Tyler, and Bag Milk starts now. Well, the intro is half right. Bag Milk and Tyler here. <laughs> Oilers Nation Radio, episode 185. We've got Jay and Zach sitting in for Dan and Rick. We're just going to do a quick little Monday recap episode of the trade deadline. Just hit the buzzer. Tyler, yep. you just wrapped up the Daily Faceoff trade deadline show. Sure. I want to start off by saying I thought you did a wonderful job. That's very kind. Your hair looked great. Hair looked very good. It's starting to f- starting to fall now. Yeah. You need a hat. You gotta yeah. get the Weathers Nation Tyler back. Yep. Pop the tap pop the cap on. Uh, today, trade deadline in the NHL. The Oilers made a couple of moves. We're going to get to them real quick, but first I got to start off by thanking our friends at Oodle Noodle for sponsoring the war room today. It was the Oodle Noodle war room. I am feeling a little bit sleepy because I ate my entire box. I wasn't planning on it. But I, I did. I only ate about 70%. So I'll have lunch tomorrow. Good for you. You went double beef too. That's a bold so strategy. That, I respect that. So that's like having a full box at 70%. Oh, uh, fair. Good for you, Tyler. I can see it in your eyes. I'm very sleepy. I had a bottle of Coke too, and it didn't perk me up the way I thought yeah, it would. Yeah, it's because you, you, you just, you, you crushed three and a half hours of live television, mm-hmm. essentially. We almost went four. Almost went four. Yep. And then walked right out and inhaled. A Tokyo double beef. <laughs> it was so good. Before we get to the moves that the Oilers made today, how was the first daily face-off trade deadline episode for you? 
Um, it was good. I thought it was, uh, it was obviously long, but it didn't, f- I was nervous that there'd be a lot of moments where I'd be sitting there being like, shit, we have nothing to talk about. And it really wasn't the case. Like McKenna Burnside gear, Larkin, Pete Blackburn, all those guys were really, really good. Ryan S Clark from the athletic, um, everyone like really brought it with their analysis and the conversation kind of flowed the whole day. So it was a ton of fun. I'm happy with the amount of viewers we got. I'm happy with the way trades kind of broke throughout the day. It was just really solid. Can we talk about the insider cam though with Frank? Yeah, that was best. awesome. Yeah. Insider was cam was a huge hit. It was hit. so yeah. good. ISO cam was legit. There was people yeah. like in the ads all day long that were like, this is exactly what we need from trade deadline shows. Because so you could really see him cool calling the whole day. Yeah, right? You could see yeah. him calling. He was looking down. He was reading stuff. And everybody was always like, what's he reading? What's he reading? I liked it. That's good. I, I, again, I think we can build off that for next year. I think we could do something like that on free agency day too. Like I'm excited. Your first run through any kind of first thoughts there's notes going into me next year or maybe even just free agency day uh no I, I think right now it's still all like pretty fresh in my brain like i'm not sure if i could really break down what did and didn't work um maybe don't go with a double beef maybe maybe yeah. single beef after. yeah i might be thinking in with a more clear head if i'd gone single beef maybe not the two coffees right before the show starts I'm surprised at the, like, there was not a point where I really had to go to the washroom. There was once where we took a little break to play a pre-rolled interview and I was like, ah, I should go now and be smart. But there was never a point where like producer Liam at the end was struggling. I could see he was like, wrap this shit up your M truck. Cause he had to go. I was never at that point. Daily face off piss jugs for the 2023 <laughs> deadline. Yeah. Diapers. Yep. Yep. We had a big daily face off sign on the wall. Yep. So I got to put some holes in the wall. That's always fun. You got to bring that home with you. Uh, no, cause I am worried. Is it still up? It's still up because I think the paint is coming down if I take it off. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's, Armin, do not that's let it be. There she goes. Looking at the Edmonton Oilers, Tyler, first move we'll get to Derek Brassard from the Philadelphia Flyers. That was a fourth round pick in 2023 going to Philly. Philly retains 50% of Brassard's salary. 34-year-old uh, Derek Broussard, sixth overall back in 26, uh, 2006, I should say. Your first thoughts, Tyler, on that move? Uh, just your prototypical solid depth deadline ad. Like, he's not the flashiest guy. Um, I think the upside of Broussard is greater than the upside of having a Devon Shore in your lineup. I think this gives you the flexibility to make Ryan McLeod a winger if you wanted to as well. Even if games are in Canada, I think this maybe even bumps Josh Archibald out of your lineup. I know, I know Broussard... Doesn't kill penalties, <laughs> but you have Says enough, who? Yes, I, I think <laughs> you have enough some, PK uh, guys throughout the rest reports. of your lineup that you could take Archibald out. You could run a fourth line that's like Broussard, McLeod, Cassian. I think so. He's a center. But, yes. Yeah. So what is that? So he, he, can he be? Is he our fourth C now? Yeah. That's the that's the goal, and keep Nuge as three C. Yeah. But or, he could be. He could but, be a three C though if you wanted. Probably not. Like I think he's I think he's a fourth line guy. But I think what it does do too is it lets you keep Derek Ryan on the wing. Yeah, right? too. He's looked really good on that third line with, you know, Fogel and, and Nuge when they were all healthy at the same time. So I think that's probably the more important part of it. You know, he's gonna uh Broussard's gonna be an upgrade over Devin Shore in that four C spot for sure. And it maybe slide Shore over to the wing a little bit. The idea of Philly retaining half of his like pretty much already league minimum salary is also kind of funny to me. Hey man, caps, the cap yeah. crunch is real. So according yeah. to our friends over at Puckpedia, the Oilers only added a net of like 600,000 to the cap today. So that's pretty, like that's some pretty tidy work. All things considering. Let's look at the second move. The second move, 
Oilers sent William Lagason a conditional second round pick of the conditions of the second and a 2024 seventh round pick to Montreal for Brett Kulak. The condition is the pick is a 2022 second round pick unless it goes to Chicago in the Duncan Keith trade, then it becomes a 2023 second round pick. Montreal also retained 50% of Kulak's salary. Zach, I'll throw it over to you first. You wrote the article for ON. Your thoughts on the Kulak trade? Yeah, I like it. I think Kulak's a guy who's going to be a great third pairing defenseman on the left side for the Oilers. And I think he's somebody who can actually probably take some minutes away from a guy like Duncan Keith, which I don't think is the worst thing in the world. Um, You know, Kulak's a guy who's a a defense first sort of defenseman, not a lot of offensive upside to his game. But, you know, for the Oilers, they're looking to shore things up on the back end there. And I think that's exactly what Kulak does. Now, the the cost to acquire him, you know, you can argue about that a little bit. William Legison's probably a wash, a second round pick. That's a lot for a guy who's a third pairing defenseman. But when you look at some of the other deals that went on, like Ben Sherratt went for a first round pick. Like that one was wild to me, you know, and then earlier in the day on Monday here, uh, Jeremy Lazon or sorry, Sunday, actually Jeremy Lazon went to Boston yeah. for a second round pick. Right. And also like Travis Hamlin, it cost third. He sucks. That one was wild. Um, like there was a and lot no of deals. salary retained. That was a because yeah. like that dude was on waivers like a few months yeah. ago, and Ottawa, a rebuilding Senators team, was like, "We want that old defenseman." That didn't make a ton of sense, well, uh, but like, yeah, I think the price was high on Kulak, but I agree. Like, based on what else was out there and what else was happening, I think it's a solid move. I think he and Bouchard could maybe be the Oilers' second pairing. Yeah, I think so too. I also think it was if that's the case, then it's great. Yeah. To me, what was interesting is I don't know where the Willie Lags fans came out of the woodwork from, but he lags nation. He was getting a lot of love from Oilers fans today. Like, wow, you can't give up Will William Lagason and a second. And I was like, really? You can't? When is William when was William Lagason ever going to be a full-time NHL year? With Broberg and Nimalinen and Samurakov still in your system. Yeah. Where and Nurse and Keith signed for next year. William Legison's irrelevant. If anything, this was probably the Oilers doing him a favor because there was talk he wanted out. This was probably the Oilers being like, you know what? Will, Alan Walsh will finally be off our back. You're going to Montreal. And I, I think at the end of the day, too, there was another wrinkle to this. Um, Legison, in order for him to still be an RFA at the end of this year, he had to play 18 more games in the regular season for him to retain his RFA status with the Edmonton Oilers. Otherwise, he'd become a group six UFA. So at the end of the day, the Oilers weren't planning on keeping him around. There's mm-hmm. no way he was going to yeah. play in 18 games down the stretch. Yep. Now, you know, Montreal gets a, a shiny new toy. Yeah, it's good for Willie. If you care about if you really care about Willie Legs Nation, you should be happy that he got traded. If you love like, something, let him go. Tyler, I want your take oh, on maybe it. He'll come back fully developed. And- <laughs> yeah, just let him go. He's he's still got room to grow at He'll come back in Norris Caliber. Tyler, you are not a William Lagason fan. What do you make of the Oilers fans that are, in my opinion, overvaluing him? The dude cleared waivers like twice, twice. this year. <laughs> like no one in the league wanted him for it's like people who are still like, you know, big on Benson. Or like when I was doing my live thing the other day, people were like, Oh, you throwing Benson in with a pick? And I'm like, he just cleared waivers. That yes. tells you everything you need right there. Yeah. Like teams He's can have these guys for free. free. They don't want them. That tells you everything you need to know about their value. Looking at the two trades though, Tyler, Kulak and Brassard. Oh, we've got a third transaction. What's the third one? Oh, the return of the Nuge when he's healthy. Of course, of Huge course. Huge trade the line acquisition. The return of, uh, the return of Pooley RV last week. Oh, jeez. Two, two, fuck. Two impact Moves players. are happening. 
Jay, you had me going there, man. <laughs> the Oilers traded for Kulak, Brassard, Nuge, Pugliarvi, and Evander. Oh, that's a big deadline. That's 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 moving. That's moving some weight. Jay, looking at Kulak and Brassard, what do you think? Yeah, you know what? I I, I think Brassard brings some depth. Like he, mm-hmm. like, and, and and he's very serviceable. So I think you can slot him in in the third or fourth line if he if he is our fourth line center. That's a good problem. Um, so I think it really shores things up there and, and allows us to move some, you know, maybe lesser caliber people around. Uh, and 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 makes the bottom six better. And Kulak, if he's if he's as strong, I don't know enough about him. I know Zach was uh, praising his underlying numbers this morning, and I think that's great. Um, but I have not seen him. So if he's defense first, and he can help kind of insulate and shelter uh, a, a Bouchard and, they, and actually play in the second pair, then it's a tremendous addition for us. But the big thing for me is that he's very good. If he's very good defensively, that's good because that's been a weak spot for us. Yeah, I agree. Like and the I, addition of Ryan Nugent Hopkins will really, really shore up the center depth on the third line. Mm-hmm. Yes. Zach. Yeah. I mean, I, I like the deals. I like both of them, honestly. Yeah. Um, you know, I was a little cool on the Kulak one at first, especially hearing it was a second because, you know, the initial thought was when we heard it was a second, I was like, oh, well, it's coming in 2023. That's supposed to be a stacked draft. I was like, you know, you're giving up a what will be a prime asset, but how it works out is it's, so it's a conditional 2022 second. So the Oilers third round pick this year is tied up in the Duncan Keith trade. And that third round pick becomes a second this year. If Keith or if the Oilers make it to the cup finals and Keith plays top four time on ice minutes in that time span, he, I don't think he Oilers won't now with Kulak cup. in the lineup. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, like, Kulak will see to it that he doesn't. Mm-hmm. I think that's exactly what it is. So I think the fact that it's a second this year, it makes it a little bit easier to, to stomach and Hey, you know what? we'll see what happens at the draft. Maybe, maybe there's a trade back or something in the first round or, or something like that to get some more assets. Like the reality is this trade line, like we're not an all in team. The all in teams, like the Colorados, the Floridas, Rangers, like they really push their chips in. Like it was insane. Yeah. And some of the price, like what the Tampa, uh, yeah, yeah, fuck Tampa. How do they keep getting away with this shit? Pittsburgh, but, that's, boy. but that's what creative jamming is. It is. You so. go find two guys who barely make any money and you give up what it takes to get it done. Right. Um, yeah. There was a lot of teams in the East that really pushed their chips in Tampa. Gave oh up so much for Lindholm. I get that they signed him. That's still an insane price to pay Boston at the deadline. Gave up so much. Sorry, Boston. Who did I say? Tampa. 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 Uh, no, Boston got Lindholm. So Boston loads up. I get Toronto. At least they got Giordano and Blackwell. Like that's a solid ad, I suppose. Um, but the rest of that division, Florida, Tampa, they all loaded up. Okay, if they all play each other, two of those teams just loaded up to get bounced in the first round. It is. Nah, it's it's going to be an absolute bloodbath. Whoever comes out of the East is going to be so battered and tired. That yeah. might give the West a chance here. To me, it seems like this is one of the most stacked top of conferences we've seen in a long time Mm -hmm. where there's these teams at the top of the conferences that are just nuts like Tampa, Florida, Carolina, you know, Carolina didn't really do much besides adding Max Domi and it's a good ad, but he's a third liner. Yeah. And they only, they're only paying like a quarter of his salary. Florida was brought into the mix. Yeah. It was kind of weird. How the hell they have like, they have all this room. Ekblad's on LTIR. Oh, so that I guess once Ekblad went on LTIR, they put out feelers around the league being like, Hey, We've traded a lot of picks. We will take a pick back if you need us to hold money. Bill Zito, man. 
creative dude. He's a smart dude. It's just like, when do we get to get weird like that? Yeah, we got to get, this was not the year to get, like, I want us to get weird, but like, we're not there yet unless we got weird and got like all of those players. But for us, it's like, oh, hopefully next year, hopefully next year we can get weird, but we, we've never been weird either. Oh, six. We were kind of weird. A little bit weird. A little bit greasy. I like it. Uh, so there you go. Oodle noodle again, sponsored the war room today. We were having a good time watching Tyler and the rest of the daily face off crew do their show. If it's Monday, you already worked enough for today. We're on DoorDash. Mm-hmm. Ding dong. Get some oodle noodle to you. Brand new location, by the way. Today, I have to eat Tyler. more oodle noodle tonight. Yes, you do. Yeah. You have to drive out to the Fort Saskatchewan. I was going to say you have to drive out to Fort Saskatchewan and grab your oodle noodle at the new location. And then you go <laughs> home for the weather's game. Okay. Okay. 730 game. You got all the time in the world now. No excuses. Um, just, uh, this is a question I have for you guys mm-hmm. looking at the deals that were made today. Um, some significant ones flurry ends up going for a conditional second. That was never really like a realistic target for the Oilers. Capo Kakinen, Jacob Middleton. There's an interesting swap. Braun goes for a third. Um, Lekkinen goes for a second and a high end prospect. I'd say Barron's like a B plus level kind of a minus in that range prospect. Looking at the deals that went down today. Is there any one trade that you look at and go, Huh, I wish the Oilers would have paid that price for that. Because I don't see it. Like, I love Ricard Raquel. He's mm-hmm. my boy. Liking him. A second and two prospects. Or sorry, a second, a decent roster player, another roster player, and a prospect for him. That's a lot for a pure rental. You would have done Lekkanen? I like I liked Lekkanen. Like that in terms of like trying to address uh some areas of weakness. Uh I think Lekkanen's a better Brassard. I like the Letty deal a little bit. I didn't mind it, yeah. But, but they I gave mean, up more got, than you already got Kulak. So you're not I'd rather have Kulak than Letty too. Would you? Yeah. Hmm. I thought oh, it's Kulak. Uh, 28. Okay. I thought Cogliano to the sharks for a fifth rounder was, I mean, that's just, that would have been nice to bring him home. Nice little yeah. depth move there. I that's would have rather had Ryan Carpenter than Derek Broussard and the flames paid less for Carpenter. Cause Carpenter's more of a pure PK defensive kind of specialist. I think he's a little bit better on the draws, but I might be wrong on that. Either way, they're both about 50%, so whatever. But I think Ryan Carpenter maybe would have been a better option for the Oilers, and he would have cost you around less of a pick. What about the other move that the Oilers were tied to? Justin Braun went to New York for a third-round pick. I was never high on Braun in the first place. I, I, I think I'd rather... I think I'm happier with a second than I am with a third for Braun. Second for Kulak, that is. Especially the, like... If the Oilers re-sign Kulak. I wonder what that deal would even look like, but yeah. No, but then but all he's sudden, only, what, what's his contract? One and a half? 1.8. 1. 1.8. 1. Yeah. Montreal retained half, so okay, whatever. But next year, if they re-sign him, why, he's local. He's you know? Tony Plain. Oh, yeah. he's Tony Plain. So all of a sudden, yeah, the cause of Eagles. acquisition would yeah. kind of be like, if they re-sign him. Yeah, but your left side next year is Nurse Keith, and I'm assuming you're just leaving a spot open for Broberg or Niemalainen. Unless Duncan Keith magically retires. Oh, can you imagine Keith retires? You get this $8 million extra gap of money, and you give like two and a half or three to Kulak, and you're sitting there $5 million ahead of where you were before with Kulak, with Nurse, Kulak, and then either Broberg or Niemalainen. I'd like that left How side. How fun would that be? And the extra money. You offload Barry, boom, nine and a half million in cap space. Bang, Kemper, six million bucks because Smith's on LTIR. See, boom, I, boom, I, I worry about the way the defense could shape up looking into next year because all of a sudden you got the left orium that's clogged up again because you got Nima Linen and you got Broberg that are literally knocking at the door for NHL yeah. minutes right now, right? 
You know, Ke- Keith uh, is Kulak's probably a pure rental then. Probably. But again, it's that local boy connection that it's like, yeah. well, you know, you know how the Oilers feel about their local boys, right? We love to overpay them and to stay. What Was about it? thing the goaltending? You, you said Kemper and then went boom. What about John Gibson? Nah. You're a Kemper over Gibson guy? Why he, would Anaheim ever trade Gibson? I, I, think, I, I think, well, they're clearly blowing it up right now. You know who's For not sure. a big Gibson guy? Mike McKenna. Why? He what's thinks, his, he thinks Gibson's name keeps him in the elite conversation more than Gibson's play. And he has a whole <laughs> Interesting. Tech, he has a whole breakdown. What's going of, on with his name? Like the idea of Gibson is better than what you'd actually get with Gibson. Like Gibson. people just assume he is still an elite goalie because of his name. And McKenna has a whole list of technical reasons why he doesn't think Gibson's game is going to stay at a high level for very long. Uh, 3.05 goals against and a 906 save percentage so far in 2021, 22. And Gibson's going to cost you money. Cause he's like five point something, six point something, mm-hmm. 6.4. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's in year three of that new deal. So, 6.4. You're going to have to give up multiple firsts. Apparently probably a high end prospect in there or just go give Kemper six mil done. Boom. Boom. Just like that. But Kemper is a question mark. He's having a great year in Colorado. He's been hurt though. That's why you have Skinner. I got a spicy one. Huh? I got a spicy one. Go for it. Jordan Bennington. You wrote about that yesterday. Is Is Jordan Bennington a guy who'll be good for the next five years or is Jordan Bennington, Matt Murray 2.0. Well, that's the question, right? Yeah. And I, I asked McKenna about that too. And he said he doesn't see Bennington being a fit for the Oilers, but he still says that Bennington is a guy who couldn't be a good goaltender. Oh yeah. Like he sees he, Bennington like, every night. Yeah. Like, and even right now it's not like Bennington's been terrible. Like he's obviously struggling this year for sure. And he's not the goaltender he was in his rookie season when he came in and blew the NHL away. Right. But uh, again, it's, it's, he's got four or five years left, $6 million. It's pricey. There's no doubt about it. But again, Bennington's $1.5 million more than Miko Koskinen is right now. And I guarantee you that you're going to get as good, if not better results from Bennington. Cause again, this is also a guy who's a fiery person too. Mm -hmm. Like he, he is a guy who wears his heart on his sleeve. You know, this is a fiery person that we love dudes. Not battling as much as we he used to battle. What do you expect from Mike Smith tonight? He's in against oh, Colorado. Shit, Big eh? game. It's going to be, he's going to, Smitty's back. I'll tell you what, there's one thing. <laughs> you win against Buffalo. That's all well and good. But uh, this is a different animal. The Colorado have different league. Really? We get, we get Colorado three times before the end of the year. Oh, really? Just the gauntlet has yep. now been dropped. I was looking at it last night. There's a guy named Damien Escheveta. Sorry. I butchered that name, but he works for the NF uh, for the NHL. And he posts like playoff races, uh, like a look at like the teams that you play. There's like something stupid, like 60 or 70% of the Oilers remaining games are against playoff teams. That's why this past like 10 days it was so years. important. Yeah. And to win the loss for games like they did against uh, lesser competition was so important. Yeah. We tried to not win though. Oh, a couple times. Yeah, that was ugly. that was a little greasy. And Detroit, right. Detroit. Yeah, that got that one. That one upset me more than Jersey. Um, just Detroit quickly, was bad. Quickly back to Bennington. Would you do your first this year and Barry for Bennington? I like how you're trading to Tyson Barry to every team in the league and whoever will take. I do a lot of podcasts with you, and there's a lot of Tyson. Barry Have you not noticed? I would. I think I would. Hasn't our power play been better since you've been back? A little bit. 
Yeah, yeah it's, I, I, I hate to admit this, but He's the Oilers' power play statistically is better with Barry than it is Bouchard. And I hate to admit it because I'm a Bouchard truther. Yeah. Two goals in uh, back-to-back games for Barry. Now, that oh, shot that was a bat. good shot. I loved that. that shot. He, he needs to have family in town. His grandparents need to be in town mm-hmm. all the time. He shows up. Didn't he say it was his son's first ever time watching him? Yeah, in, it was. was too. Yeah, like just oh. uh, get, get little the, Leo. Get little Leo season tickets. Yeah, little Leo. You can have, you can have our season tickets. Yeah, of course. Happily give them away. What are you looking at over there, Tyler? Seeing how much better the Oilers power play has gotten since Barry came in the lineup. Since Barry returned from his brief injury, the Oilers power play is seventh in the league, 28.6%. So you're right. How's it gotten better? So, and right now, and that's, what's been letting us down and costing us games. Cause we haven't been converting. So yep. keep them for this season. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's Cassian instead of Barry or something, but I, yeah. I think you have to try and move some money back to, to, to St. Louis in some way. At first, it's probably a lot, especially considering, you know, the way it looks like it. Well, it looks like St. Louis wants Huso, right? Yeah. Like it, yeah. that seems to be the thing. And it was Frank Saravalli who put the feelers or who said that Doug Armstrong and the Blues were putting the feelers out about Bennington. So sometimes you need some insurance, just like what you would get from our friends at Cornerstone. That's right. Thank you. Cornerstoneins.ca for four generations and 90 years. Cornerstone Insurance has been a family and employee owned Sure, here in Edmonton, they've got all the products you could ever hope for. Just visit cornerstoneins.ca. Who's your biggest losers and winners from deadline day, Tyler? If you were just to pick, I'd mm-hmm. want to put you on the spot there. I think my biggest loser might actually be the St. Louis Blues. Why is that? I actually all have two candidates. Uh, St. Louis Blues, they sat there, they watched Colorado go get Lekkonen and Manson and Cogliano three, you know, two really good pieces and one depth guy. Mm-hmm. They watch Minnesota go get Marc-Andre Fleury and St. Louis who hopes to compete in there. All they got was Nick Letty. Who's like, you know, he's good. He's, he's an everyday D man. He's experienced and all that. But those other teams went and made big splashes, even go to the Pacific, right? Calgary went out and they got to Foley and they got, um, yarn crock. And if you're St. Louis and you hope to compete with these teams, you kind of sat still. And it's not like they didn't try. Like they tried to get Giroux. They tried to get Lindholm and you missed. When you swing, you miss. That makes you a loser, in my opinion. Um, the LA Kings not really doing anything was surprising to me. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I, well, yeah I, sure. I thought they were going to pull off chicken or something. I thought they would have, yeah, one. Because, again, they they should be looking in the division. The similar way where we all sit here and go like, hey, you know, Ed, Edmonton can beat LA. Like, it's a winnable series for LA if they go head to head. Vegas is banged up. Who knows what's going to happen oh, there? Mm-hmm. They might um, miss. They might miss. But if I'm LA, I'd be sitting there going, Edmonton's winnable for us. If we go make a couple moves here, they have a deep prospect pool. I'm surprised they didn't make a splash or do something. They're probably they're probably waiting for next year. Probably they yeah. probably realize that it's tough to get out of the the Pacific, or get out of the West. Now, didn't Dallas not do much? They got Nemesnikov, Wedgwood. I think that was it. I think that's it. Yeah, that's they really didn't do they much. They were quiet. I'm going to call the Winnipeg Jets a loser. I'm just looking through the trade. Oh, they've they've right written off dot com because they are selling. So. That was, Frank Stanley, that was Frank Stanley Cup pick going into the season. Was it really? Yeah. Well, then Frank Saravalli is my bonus loser <laughs> <laughs> for his Winnipeg Jets Stanley Cup prediction preseason. Zach, do you got any winners and losers from today? Uh, I really like the, Ra- the the Raquel move for the Penguins. Does that hurt your feelings, Tyler? No, it was a good move for what the Penguins were looking for, I think. Mm-hmm. like, they, And they paid a solid price for it, but I think, that, yeah, I think it was a good deal. Uh, you know, he's an impact winger who can play in the top six. He'll play with Crosby or with Malkin. I mean, it's it's hard to argue with that, right? I mean, Pittsburgh's looking to, to go for a little bit of a run. Might be their last 
time to tango here before they mm-hmm. really have to Break make up. some tough decisions, right? I mean, losers, yeah, Winnipeg for sure. Um, the Rangers, I really don't like the moves that the Rangers made, to be honest. You don't you. like what the Rangers did? Not really. I'm not a big cop guy. Huh. Not really a big mock guy either. I mean, I think it's a lot to give up for some middle six, bottom six guys. You're an F the police guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I look at the Rangers and I'm like, you know, Vetrano's solid. Like to me, they just built a third line. They built a third line. And I think that helps them in the playoffs. Um, I think their forward group is deep. I think Braun is a good enough third pairing ad there to sort of round things out on their blue line. He can play either side and they got, uh, you know, they still have Shesterkin. and obviously he'll be able to carry them. I thought the Rangers, they added enough in my opinion, but they didn't like, they didn't give up a first. I don't think. Jay, do you have any winners or losers from deadline day? Well, the winner is is obvious. Anyone who can sign Ryan Nugent Hopkins at uh, traded line. Of course. That, Are you doing this just to make me mad? <laughs> well, it's it's a huge acquisition. Yeah, it's a that huge. is one of that's why we didn't make as many moves because that in. was that was a huge acquisition for us. Zach Hyman. Sprinkling well, yeah. What? Sprinkling JP. Yeah. <laughs> Vander Kane. Yeah, yeah. Zach Hyman last summer was a big deadline pickup for the other. Huge, huge, huge. I can't huge, wait huge. to I can't wait till the Ken Holland presser when he tells everybody about. Well, you know, I really think that Evander Kane was one of our biggest trade deadline acquisitions. Uh, you know, it's kind of you know we got him two months ago. Coming up in ten minutes, so we've got ten minutes here to. I, I will say the Oilers were a mild winner. They did they did what they could with what they had, and it addressed some uh, holes. So I think that's fine. So I'll just be super positive. You guys have already mentioned all the big clubs. Losers. Who Toronto's sunk, another loser for me. You know who sunk the battleship? Yeah, Toronto's. Well, Toronto's. That's a good one. I, uh, Carolina. I don't think. Yeah, Carolina didn't do enough. It's fair. They didn't Did do they enough because really because of who they have to face. Like they're already a pretty deep team. I know, but they're gonna get they're gonna physically get run over by teams. Yeah, like probably. Florida's gonna floor them. Good. Yeah. So they didn't. They didn't uh, in in the arms race. They didn't. Uh, they didn't get any of the big guns. The Toronto situation is kind of interesting to me because I low key really like the Giordano move. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was fine because I think was great. I, you get them, you get them there, and you get them to play with Brody, and they were great in Calgary together. Mm-hmm. Like that's really helps solidify the top four. But the whole goaltending situation is just so funny out there. <laughs> oh, it's, like, it's wild. just wild. Mrazik clears waivers. They sign this dude Hari Katari or whatever the hell his name is from the KHL, and then he gets claimed on waivers by Arizona. Like hilarious. Well done, Arizona. Arizona's a winner for doing that, yeah, actually. Shout out to Arizona. That is, they did not, they're not even in the game this year, and they went and did something to piss off a big, big, uh, and well, I won't say rival. Kyle Dubas was big mad about it, too. Like, he was pissed in his post game presser. I also so I like the, uh, the back and forth that he, uh, or I guess in the media between he and the GM from the Chicago Blackhawks. Kyle Davidson. That's yeah. fine, too. New kid on the block. If you, uh, so what happened there is, about a week ago or six days ago, however long it was, uh, a report was put out by Darren Dreger that it basically detailed what Chicago asked about or asked the Leafs for, for Flurry and Hagel. And today Dubas was asked about that. And he said, quote, I'm disappointed that the conversation is public. I've never had that before where the specifics like that have been made public. Frankly, it's something to ask Kyle Davidson at with his, in his avail- availability. So of course, Davidson was asked and he said, I'm aware of his comments. And that's something I'll address in private with Kyle. It's a Kyle off Kyle, Kyle and Kyle. Kyle, Kyle V Kyle. Just oh, rent a barn. Like in the good old it's days. It's been a while since a GM has challenged another to a barn fight. Yeah. It's been a minute that yeah, it was a different time, different era. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, I, I think the Leafs maybe could have done a little bit more, but I do agree. Like Giordano is not the same guy he used to be, but all you need is like two months of Giordano maybe just digging deep and finding a little something. Spark being back. He'll bring the lead. He, like that that yeah. team needs some, some leadership help uh, and, and uh, he'll bring it. They'll probably re-sign him too. Oh yeah, well, guy. he's, well, he's going to be on the Spets. Yeah, the Spets of Simmons special. Yeah. Play on the third. I like pairing. Blackwell too. That's good not, enough. Eh, I think he's average. I think he's a bit of an upgrade on some of the guys they've been mixing into the fourth line. Like I'm not a big Kyle Clifford fan. So <laughs> um, I think Blackwell's a better option down there. Um, but looking, the point I was making earlier is you look at some of the prices paid. Like if this was a year where the Oilers were going all in, Raquel would have been an obvious ad. Yeah. But I'm they not sure. It. I'm not sure if this was even a great year to be going all in. I'm not sure. Weird Lindholm. deadline in general. But but Lindholm, would you have given up a first? Like they gave up they so gave much because they knew they were going to sign him, right? So if you're having any thought you could sign him, then maybe that changes things. But like Manson, maybe would have been an interesting ad. Oh yeah, Manson. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah but like him. Manson really was the only high end D man that like I really thought they maybe could have gotten. And up front, it's like Raquel, and that's it. Like I don't know. It just didn't feel like a great year to go all in. No, I, I agree with that. And like I said, it was a weird deadline too. Yeah. Like there wasn't a ton of big names that were like truly available in a sense. Yeah. Like Giroux, he was going to Florida. Like Flurry, he was going to Minnesota. Like those were the two biggest names that were on the board, yeah. right? And they're both aging guys or 36, 37, whatever, right? Like neither of them would have come to Edmonton. And like you said, Tyler, like I just don't know if the prices are right for any of these other players that were out there. I actually, I want to add Minnesota to my list of winners. I think the flurry deal solid. Like it's a second. You needed a goalie. You have all that dead money coming next year. So like you needed to go for it a little this year. And I really thought it was a smart move by Garen to not just like flip Kacken into some team for like a pick to get Middleton. Who's actually a decent, like he's a really good top 16 man. Yeah. Bring in Middleton. Like you just kind of, you filled two solid areas on your team there. I was also kind of hobo when I saw flurry. I was like, man, Ken, Bring back dad bot. Dad bot. Dad yeah, yeah, yeah. I had nice. a little bit of like, oh, maybe he could do it. I could, I could, I would have had time for that. Oh yeah, me too. Like One thing that. I just wanted to mention, uh, Zach, you just retweeted this. Derek Brassard said to become the ninth player in NHL history to skate at least one game for ten franchises, wow. behind only Mike Sillinger, who has played for twelve. That's wild. And for a third of the league. And he's not a bad guy by all accounts. Everyone says he's a good teammate and a, like a great player, but he's just one of those guys that gets put in that circumstance. that gets moved around. Yeah. Yeah. Just I, like Mike Sillinger. He was a good guy. Serviceable. Moved this around. will be his seventh team in the last six years. Oh, oh hang on. No, he played for three teams in 2018, 19. That's wild. What? So like signed trade on. Three teams. How about the Islanders not offloading anyone, even though they're well out of the playoffs and then also just signing Clutterbuck and Parisi to extensions. That was weird too. Anyways, I know that, that's, that's, that's actually loser maneuvers. It is. That was a weird one. So like, are they the loser? Can we yeah, you get think, a chance to sign Cal, yeah. uh, Cal Clutterbuck? You got to do it. got to do And you got to go max term, max term. Are we going to wrap this up so we can all go listen to wrap what? it up like a delicious donair from our friends at Buster's Pizza? Ding, ding, ding. Thank you very much. Buster'spizza.ca. There's a franchise near you. I promise. I, I was a little week. vulnerable on Sunday after a um, unforeseen high BPP at the uh, Oiler mm-hmm. game, the matinee Oiler game. Happens to the bus bus. And uh, a Buster's donair was was needed to soothe my soul. Fixed you up some? Yeah. Veteran move right there. Yeah, it's yeah. a veteran move. This is just a quick. Trade deadline recap, emergency pod, Tyler. Any final thoughts? Yes, sir. Um, 
I give the Oilers a passing grade. I will give them a B minus for their work today. Zach, what's your grade? Yeah, I'll give them a B. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go B. I'll go B. I'll get, I'll give them a C plus always uh, room to improve. Delicious, delicious soda drink. Last question around the horn before we shut things down. Oilers play the Colorado avalanche tonight. Huge game. Trying to keep the winning streak alive. Score prediction, Tyler. Oilers lose six, three. Oilers win four, two. Yeah, I think Oilers win three, two. Uh, Oilers win five, four. There Ooh, spicy. There you go. Oilers nation radio episode one eighty five. That's in the books. Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening to Oilers Nation Radio, delivered by DoorDash. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button and give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.